Hello, everybody, and welcome to the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, the Crypto Hipster. And this is another, this is actually episode 38 of the Crypto Hipster uh, X Factor. And um, yeah, we only have two more after today. There's only two more episodes in season two. This is episode 18 of season two. We did 20 episode seasons and we have two more to go after today. And, you know, uh, we have some things to talk about today. Uh, let's kick things off. And the first thing we're going to kick things off with a examination. All right. Examining global successes and challenges in regulating crypto was a report Cointelegraph. Crypto regulation remains controversial with different governments taking different approaches, but growing adoption will likely lead to more clarity. The use of popularity of cryptocurrencies have significantly increased in recent years, but their decentralized nature makes them difficult to regulate. And the lack of a clear framework has led to concerns about money laundering, terrorist financing, and consumer protection. Over 90 countries have introduced crypto regulations since 2014, with 28 adopting crypto-related laws in 2022. The Cointelegraph Research Blockchain Regulation Database provides an overview of the legal landscape surrounding blockchain and cryptocurrency worldwide, as well as the regulations that apply to various activities. Through its user-friendly and well, I don't know if it's user-friendly. I haven't used it, so I would, you know, reading this and it says it's user-friendly, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? The database itself provides information on matters such as the legal status of crypto in multiple jurisdictions, the news and updates, compliance assistance with AMLC, and combating financing terrorism requirements. It's updated constantly. You know, and it's about the crypto space and uh, the, the regulatory landscape. Basically, the assessment is that the landscape varies widely across the globe. Uh, countries like Japan and Switzerland have established clear rules. And other countries like the United States have hired somebody to be in charge of a rogue government entity who doesn't belong there. But that's a different story. Let's talk about Asia first and, you know, South Korea has implemented the law to regulate virtual assets under which all crypto service providers must register with financial regulators and adjust their AML KYC systems. The country's Ministry of Justice also plans to introduce a virtual currency tracking system. China uh, has adopted a more forceful stance by banning ICOs, uh, a commonly used method to crowdfund. Uh, so they, and then, you know, Vietnam has, prohibited the use of bitcoin which is quite idiotic but hey you know some countries are going to ban stuff and some countries are not so big so vietnam banned bitcoin unfortunately uh you know but they didn't ban motorbikes uh so they have transportation they have different cryptos and you know tuk-tuks and stuff like that and they exist out there in the world so South of North America, uh, as you said, North America, we have this country called the United States. Uh, we have this thing in the United States called the Securities and Exchange Commission. And we have people there who, uh, no, anyway, that's not a word. But uh, the word that I want to say is not very nice. And my mommy told me when I was growing up, uh, if you don't have anything nice to say about somebody, just don't say it. So I didn't. 
uh, in South America. Yeah, okay. South America Central Bank of Argentina uh, issued a statement explicitly stating that financial institutions are prohibited from facilitating crypto transactions. Uh, and the Colombian government has taken a more proactive approach to cryptocurrency regulation, which is cool. Uh, in Europe, yeah, lots of Europe stuff. The EU has recently passed MICA. I have a podcast coming out this weekend with Martino Lucas Pyers, who uh, from the international consultancy firm. And we talk all about the MICA and EU. So you definitely should. If you're especially if you're in Europe, you're in the European Union or have any interest at all learning about MICA. You definitely should listen to that podcast because it's a really, really good one. Um, and that's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow, Saturday. It's going to be awesome. It's May 6th. Oh, yeah. What's going on, man? Come on now. Um, and then Antarctica, even the Bitcoin. It's crazy. No, I just made that up. Uh, penguins do not want Bitcoin because they don't know what it is, but they sure they know other things like Shiba Inu, Loki, and Doge, and other meme coins that might be uh, out there on the horizon. So let me know your thoughts about that report because it's an awesome one. And uh, we're going to go to the United States and we're going to talk about the White House. But before we talk about the White House, since this is not a political show, um, we're going to talk about something more important, fly fishing. No, actually, no, mountain climbing. No, actually, Montana. Montana is a beautiful state. Beautiful. Uh, Montana governor has signed a pro-cryptocurrency mining bill into law. The legislation includes revisions to laws aimed at prohibiting discriminatory electrical rates for mining firms and not allowing taxation for crypto. Okay. Uh, Greg Gianforte, the governor of Montana, has signed into law a bill largely preventing local governments in the state from passing laws prohibiting cryptocurrency mining. According to records of the Montana legislature, he signed one, uh, SB 178 in the law on May 2nd, Tuesday, after the bill had passed, both the House and Senate in the state, and that legislation enshrines crypto miners' rights in the state by revising existing laws prohibiting discriminatory electrical rates for mining firms and not allowing taxation for crypto used as a method of payment. Go on with your bad self. Thank you very much, Governor of Montana. All right, next we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to stay in the U.S. And I want to talk about France, but I'm not going to talk about France yet. I'm going to talk about the U.S., the SEC. We mentioned um, we mentioned somebody in charge of the SEC who's not qualified to be there, but, you know, was handed a job based on who he knew, not based on what he knew. But let's see what it says. SEC has 10 days to respond to Coinbase complaint, legal executive. Coinbase's legal battle for regulatory clarity over the trading of digital crypto assets saw development as the U.S. court responded to its complaint against the SEC. According to Thursday announcement from Coinbase, Chief Legal Officer Paul Grewal, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit responded to the complaint against the U.S. SEC. Uh, there are a lot of complaints against the U.S. SEC. I mean, everybody says them. Regarding the need for clear rules for trading digital assets, this marks a development in a legal battle for regulatory clarity. According to Grewal, the court's response to their complaint against the SEC was a text-only order. The court has introduced or instructed, they've instructed the SEC to respond to Coinbase's writ of mandamus within 10 days. Oh, they got to respond in 10 days? SEC? Oh, wow. Whoa, that might not happen. Let's see. What do you think? Let me know your thoughts. Oh, yeah. I read a message. 
dismiss a court order addressed to an inferior government official. Inferior. Well, that's that's actually accurate. Um, ordering them to fulfill their official duties properly. Um, ordering they're ordering the official to do his duties properly. That'll be a first. That'll be a first. Preliminary thoughts on that, and then we're going to move on to the White House. I don't actually want to talk about the White. I'm going to talk about the White House. Oh uh, yeah. White House to build international standards for digital ledger technologies. The White House National Strategy has listed eight emerging technologies, focusing focusing on building international standards and finding use cases in the economic sector. In the U.S., the White House released a national standard strategy for key and emerging technologies yesterday, identifying eight technology sectors that will have significant economic impact in the near future. Among the eight technologies are artificial intelligence, communication and network technologies, biotech, semiconductors, ledger technologies, identity, identity infrastructure, crypto community has paid attention to this. Uh, DLT permits concurrent access record validation and record updating throughout a networked database. Blockchain technology is based on DLT, making it possible for users to see any changes and the people who made them, lowering the need for auditing data, ensuring data reliability, restricting access to only those who actually need it. And actually, and if you don't know how to do your job, you don't get you don't get employed based on who you know instead of what you know. And that's why all the banks are failing, besides a burr and money printing and um, all kinds of other reasons banks are failing. Why? Because they hired based on who they knew instead of what they knew. And that's always been the case ever since. Man first crushed grapes. And let's not crush any grapes here. So let's talk about other things other than crushing, crushing grapes. Let's talk about New York. Okay. New York's AG official office, uh, Attorney General's office, seeks additional authority over crypto firms under a bill proposed by the New York Attorney General Letitia James crypto exchanges could be required to reimburse users who are the victims of fraud hmm okay i'm interested in hearing about that uh she has reported legislation that would give the New York Attorney General's office more authority to regulate the crypto industry um the New York's office planned to submit a bill called Crypto Regulation Protection Transparency and Oversight Act in the 2023 state legislative session. The legislation would give New York officials the enforcement power to issue subpoenas, impose civil penalties for crypto firms violating state law, and shut down companies allegedly involved in fraud or illicit activities. Let's see how this goes. Let's actually have an open mind here and see how this goes because you know what? There was a lot of fraud in 2022 and 2021. Uh, some actor actually in, um, in not US, near East. Yeah, they're enjoying them. The money they stole from you. Hey, so um, let's not go there because that's a sore topic. And I'm some of my money's been stolen too. And you know, I missed out on FOMO stuff. So uh, you know, some of us do. Hey, let's talk about Europe. All right, let's go there. The UK government targets fraudsters with a new ban on cold calls for crypto. The UK government plans to introduce laws to reimburse victims of authorized crypto fraud and work with 
Com to prevent phone numbers spoofing. The UK is set to ban cold calls selling financial products, including insurance and cryptocurrencies, to crack down on fraud. The National Crime Agency estimates that fraud costs the country approximately 7 uh, billion euro. Uh, 7 billion LIBOR, no, pounds. Pounds. We're in pounds in Europe, in UK. That's $8.7 billion annually. The UK government announced its new fraud strategy, pledging 400 new jobs to update its approach to intelligence-led policing. The government will work alongside the telecoms regulator, the Office of Communications, commonly known as Ofcom, to use new technology to counter phone number spoofing, which would prevent fraudsters from impersonating legitimate UK phone numbers. In the UK, according to Bloomberg, one in 15 people fall victim to this prevalent crime. Uh, to ensure more victims of fraud get their money back, the government aims to introduce laws that require financial institutions to reimburse victims of authorized fraud. Good idea. Hope it goes well. What's going on? Let's do it. Okay. France. I said I want to talk about France. I'll talk about the futur of finance. Actually, I wrote a book, my recent book, I wrote many books. Book 143 is called The Futur of Finance. You should check it out. French Senate proposal would allow influencers to promote cryptocurrency. The Senate's proposed, uh, proposal comes just months after National Assembly voted legislation banning influencer advertising for crypto products and services. The French Senate Committee on Economic Affairs recently approved an amendment to pending legislation allowing registered cryptocurrency companies to hire social media influencers for advertising and promotional purposes. According to a translation of the amendment provided by Bing, Bing. The new wording would allow companies that are registered with France's Financial Markets Authority to hire influencers for their products. Um, sounds good. They called uh, before they wanted a ban on it. Now they want influencers to to shill you. So I don't know how shilling sounds in French, but I'm sure it sounds pretty nice. Um, so let me know your thoughts on the shilling uh, in French. Uh, Liechtenstein. Adapts blockchain laws to developing crypto landscape. Uh, the blockchain and crypto industry is constantly growing and changing. Of course, it is the sixth smallest country in the world, located in the middle of Europe between Switzerland and Austria, has called Liechtenstein, has attracted the attention of the international and European crypto communities alike since the early days of the industry. In 2019, it became the first country in the world or one of the first countries to adapt adopt specific legislation on crypto and blockchain, namely the Token and Trusted Technology Service Providers Act, um, and later the technology of the Liechtenstein Blockchain Act in 2020. Um, and they are up to some good stuff. So they're writing the Blockchain Act, uh, and this goal is to uh, help uh, with future regulation and uniformity in regulation and let me know what you think about that ukraine the fbi and ukraine sees nine exchange domains on money laundering allegations nine digital currency exchanges allegedly aiding and abetting cyber criminals had their domains seized by the u.s fbi and ukrainian law enforcement uh, according to monday press release, the FBI's Detroit field office and the National Police of Ukraine they did a thorough investigation. They seized domains, websites, 24xbtc.com, 100btc.pro, pridechange.com, trust-exchange.org, and bitcoin24.exchange. Each reportedly offered entirely 
the anonymous digital currency exchange services to the users, skirting many of the rules and regulations required by licensed crypto exchanges. Um, yeah, so we still have that going on. Let me know your thoughts, how that's going to go and how that has been going and how why it sucks. Uh, so we are going to go to um, Kenya, actually China. Let's do China first. Uh, since we do Asia first, then we do Kenya. Then we wrap it up. China's crypto stance on moves in Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong step progressing with adoption and China has not its anti stance in terms of local regulations. Some Chinese state affiliated banks have increasingly opened bank accounts to serve crypto clients in Hong Kong. CPIC Investment Management, a China government backed firm regulated as a Hong Kong entity, even launched two crypto funds in April. All these developments don't mean that China has softened or will soften its approach to regulating Bitcoin anytime soon, according to CPIC Investment Management CEO Cheng Gang Zhao, who says the Hong Kong government tries very hard to promote Web3 and crypto, but it doesn't imply any changes in mainland regulatory regulations or the Chinese government's attitude toward crypto. OK, well, let me know your thoughts on that, because, you know, what they're saying over in China is not what they're doing. And if you see what they're doing, they're doing something and they're up to usually they're up to no good. Sometimes they're up to good. And, you know, we're going to see. What's going on? So, um, actually, I said we're going to talk about Kenya. We're going to talk about Zimbabwe first. Just a few quick notes out of Africa because I don't really cover Africa that much, but let's do it. Zimbabwe sets price to sell gold-backed digital tokens. Zimbabwe's central bank has set a price for its gold-backed digital tokens. The country is planning to sell its gold-backed digital currency to investors starting May 8th. The tokens will be sold at a minimum price of $10 for individuals and $5,000 for corporations and other entities. I'd rather be an individual. Um, actually, I am an individual. Well, yeah, I could buy as an individual. So, but I'm not over there in Zimbabwe. According to a statement released in the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe, the gold-backed digital currency tokens will be sold in U.S. dollars, local currency. However, the local currency price will have a 20% margin above the willing buyer and willing seller interbank mid-rate. Interested investors can participate in the offer, which will close two days later. Congratulations. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so we talked about that, and we talked about Kenya. Uh, Kenya considers tax on crypto, NFT transfers, and online influencers. So Kenya wants to make money, and the way they make money is taxing you. And there's a new bill in Kenya saying that they could add tax to crypto and NFT transfers. Lawmakers are considering the introduction of a 3% tax, not Joe Biden's 30% tax, 3% tax, which is reasonable, on crypto and NFT transfers and a 15% tax, that's a little steep, on monetized online content. Um, so, yeah, that's what well, we do, like 40% here for monetized content. In the U.S., that's so better than that. Uh, the Kenyan Parliament bill was introduced. It's called the Finance Bill 2023, and it would act a digital tax on income derived from the transfer or exchange of digital assets. Okay. They're taxing you. What do you think about Kenya taxing you? Um, do I have an audience in Kenya? I do. For my people in Kenya, let me know your thoughts. And then we'll go to Nigeria. Nigeria National Blockchain Party gets government approval. Nigeria, uh, the government of Nigeria, one of the most curious nations about crypto, like Bitcoin, has approved a national blockchain policy during its meeting this week. 
The approval was in response to a memo presented by Isa Ali Ibrahim, the Minister of Communications and Digital Economy. In the announcement, the financial ministry, the Federal Ministry of Communications and Digital Economy cited a report from PwC predicting the widespread adoption of blockchain technology across various industries could potentially contribute to $1.76 trillion to the global GDP by 2030, that they say. Cool. All right. Good job. What do you think of that? What do you think of them? They're, they're kicking butt, kicking names. Let's go take names and kick butt. One last bit of news and information is that Block Jakarta is rapidly approaching. It's a, a conference put on by Black Arrow Conferences in um, Indonesia on May 25. If you happen to be in the neighborhood, Block Jakarta, Indonesia, check it out. It's a great conference. Anyway, this has been the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. Um, and um, I really hope that you enjoyed today's show and join us each and every Friday uh, for uh, the X Factor and have a beautiful, lovely, amazing, awesome, incredible, wonderful weekend. Thank you for tuning in.